0: what's next on this amazing list of yours
1: I was curious about um, you know I I, I, you know I remember talking to you previously about an experience I had uh, um, on December 12th and I I try to think of you know um, we're into uh, the 11th today and December 12th I mean uh, you know I you know a couple days later there's there's a solar eclipse and and then you know we're sort of getting into the December solstice then and what's unique about this solstice from what I understand is that um, Jupiter and Saturn are conjunct there's only about 0.1 degree separation in terms of um, them coming together and I'm you know I I remember in a previous sharing, uh, I'm not sure if it was the 12 12 12, but you know, I think there was a description of sort of like going into the portal on uh, December 12th and sort of coming out on the the 21st. I'm I'm curious if there is anything to this sort of big
0: still. Okay. <laughs> Metatron's laughing at me because he's like, We wanted you to think about this too, Jill. <laughs> because they they of course have ideas, so I'm I'm laughing. Um I'm like it always it's so you know, it's so often you, Paul, that ask these questions and then I, you know, pull out that card that I have to plug it in and see what see what kind of pops out. So I'm 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 laughing at how perfect this is. <laughs> so thank you. Okay, I'll go back in here, and um, again, Mary's just been such a wonderful facilitator of these sessions. I'll, of course, let um, and ask her to facilitate again. Um, And she just said, but you know it's you, Jill. I'm like, I know, but (laughs) different, I'm better, I'm better when, when it's Mary. (laughs) Okay. um, All right. Okay, so Mm, yeah, so dumb. Okay. These planetary positions have their own rhythm, right? They have their own. I guess you could look at it as orchestration, or you could look at it as self regulation, self leadership, self guided um, nature to them. Saturn and Jupiter and all of the planetary bodies and celestial uh, bodies in the solar system have an effect on us in this reality, those of us that are incarnated um, in these life suits, right body suits, it it affects some more than others, for sure. There, there are often um, sort of like when we were talking about placebos, for some individuals, there is a, a story that's created about, oh, it means this, or it means that. And, and Jill is not a fan of that. She feels like it, for some individuals, it overhypes situations. Um, and for some individuals, it's sort of doesn't encourage them to have their own experience with it. That it may be just like every other day, or it may feel um, in a in a surreal, transcendent, permanently changed sort of way. Um, so we're excited as as your team and Jill's team. Speaking as Mary here, we're excited about this alignment because we know, as as we want to offer it. Um, there is, there is a special directed nature of support for this reality's transcendence, okay? Um, That, again, will not be chosen by all, obviously, but to those that, that do feel a transcendent nature to them, there is a supernatural construct to who and what they feel that they are, And how they feel this reality operates to those individuals, basically like you and Jill and the others, it's very possible that the actual um, days where it looks like Jupiter and Saturn are one from your viewing of the sky, you may feel nothing different. Um, On those specific days, but you are very likely and it's highly probable that you will feel a sense of like, oh, thank God, right? A sense of release, a sense of relief, like pressure, like, like, like too much pressure in a tire is being let out of it in a relieving, comfortable, increased comfort sort of way. Okay. Um, Now, there already have been some of the effects of a sense of smoothness, let's say of connection, um, smoothness of embodying source energy frequencies that actually was is already happening, but it is related to that alignment. And it is you felt it in that Mary Magdalene series as one example of it that Mary Magdalene series from our perspective was very much timed to assist with the tuning of that alignment between Saturn and Jupiter in your sky in December, 2020. Um, Otherwise it would have been fairly unorchestrated in a way. So the, the, the frequencies, the the sensations of that Mary Magdalene series from our perspective, very much um, set a tone for what some individuals sort of wanted more of um, going forward in your reality, not just personally in your life, but available to all because that's how you guys operate. Um So there's that part. And then Metatron wants to look at it in another way. Um, Would that be? Those overlapping positions is sort of like a clarifying of sight Um, sort of like when one is I am so lightheaded right now is Joe. Oh my God. I feel like I could faint, but I'm actually laying down. So this is really cool. Okay, Matt, go ahead. Sorry. It can almost feel like when you're looking through binoculars and you have the settings exactly right to see exactly what you want to see. So this alignment for some and hopefully many Will feel like the dial settings are just exactly right, and my sense is that when the goal is when the goal is to set the dials as precisely as possible for the source frequencies that you are, and there's a more accurate assessment of what that is and what it isn't right that that this might be very transformational, for some of you with an ease and grace of source energy and love, just flowing through you as you buy you for you in a way that you've never felt it before. And the contrast, yeah, and the contrast between that and what most others are feeling, um, especially with the global pandemic, and the economic effects of that and the degree of uncertainty that some are feeling even at a root chakra level that they've never felt in their life. It's certainly not at this uh, quantity of individuals feeling it at the same time, right? Um, the contrast will feel noticeable.
1: Okay. That's,
0: um, oh, wow. Wow. Okay, Paul, I want to add to this that I just asked him, I said it feels like a splitting of worlds in a way. And he said, it's a a further divergence of timelines. And I said, that doesn't always feel like a good thing. And he said, sometimes it doesn't always feel like a good thing. I don't want to feel, I'm just for some reason wanting to invoke this. I'm not, and I'm sorry to interrupt. I'll just put this in really quick. I'm not wanting to feel a further disconnection from my fellow humans. I would prefer, I'll just put this in as a vote, that somehow this allows for us uh, allows us to feel a um, more complete transcendence of our source energy unleashed in this reality while also oper- offering a, a truer, more authentic sense of connection with our fellow humans, regardless of their frequency range. And Metatron just said, well said. <laughs> okay, sorry, Paul, go ahead. No, I, I mean, that's just uh, as
1: opposed to a divergence. I mean... Mm-hmm. Um, no, I I just really um I I, I like that as is and um how you put it in somewhat of the, the conversation uh there as well. Oh wow. Um this, oh my god, this is just so yummy. Mm-hmm. Um the <laughs> I, I, I guess you know, uh, another area um And we talked about the Mi'kmaq and you know being of uh, one of twelve original tribes and you know bloodmines uh, of uh, Mi'kmaq people and you know um, we talked about the flag and how the cross you know was representative of the divine human structure you know and there's pieces that come together every time you know I. Like, have dialogues with you still. Um, I was hoping to revisit that cross, that divine structure because previously we were known as the land of the cross bearers. When when, when the Europeans came, they could see crosses on their canoes, they would see crosses in their wigwams, and they would presume that you know, it was representative of the Catholic faith or, or stuff like that. But this whole divine structure I, I was hoping um, if you could sort of uh, provide a bit more of the energy or a
0: definition of okay. the, an energetic sort of blueprint on what that sort of represents or means okay the cross itself yes yeah okay yeah. got it um, and it's cool because as you're talking I can already feel a, um, a sense of this okay all right so when, when one sense of self in their humanness, in I mean, in any life suit in any body suit, but humans have a different range of consciousness. So we we tend to focus on on the humans. Um, so for the humans, the more that they can imagine their energy field as an orb, or a sphere, a, a non physical sphere of energy that is very real, very noticeable, and very distinct um a distinct edge between others and their orb and also very distinct in terms of how it feels within one's orb okay so that's the starting point the cross especially when considered oh my god this is so cool especially when the cross is visualized in a three-dimensional way where there is a, a beam a post holding up the orb right That's what Jill has traditionally called the column of energy, right? That the column of energy is sturdy in supporting the orb in a divine, organically uh, sacred sort of manner, right? So the, and it can be both ways, that's true. Okay, anyway, and then the, the typical cross that is not at the, at the midline, right, it's a higher uh, intersection, right, is in so many ways symbolic of the sense of the upper chakras being um, a, a transcendent structure of connection beyond the beyond the physical, right? It also very intentionally crosses through um, like the sh- what would be the shoulders of most individuals proportionally. Um, the throat chakra right above the heart chakra holding the heart up holding up the love of source within within this reality um, um, a platform of the the mental functioning and all of the the pineal gland the pituitary gland the gateways of of transcendence within the human body which are not just those two by the way um the transcendency is all of it's all of it it's the orb it's all of the the physical physicality of the body suit um the the intangibility of the thoughts and the ideas and the beliefs and the faith and the knowledge and the wisdom all of it is is um when you think of ideas as mainly a mental plane um and i idea plane sort of creative side of creator that that upper cross beam is like a solid uh, foundation. It's a solid base to hold that um, within oneself. So the cross, when looked at that way, and that it's not stationary, right? That it, it can rotate, the, the intersection can go up and down based on what is needed. Um, if one's life force energy is, is at a critical point, whether somebody's been in a horrible accident, etc. cetera, if one imagines that 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 uh, shorter crossbeam can drop down um, to whatever level of physicality is urgent at that moment. um, That is a wonderful sort of regulating system of of well being self regulation, self and not imposed but self allowed wellness um states of grace states of perpetual transcendence etc um that helps and then the the spinning rotation of all of it that the that the beam is not it doesn't have square sides it is more of a column um but it's hard I mean if you imagine it it's hard to depict in an in a 2d image right artistically um it, unless it's so a drawing and artwork uh, etc it's very hard to depict two columns intersecting in the way that the cross does right so it it one tends to imagine it as the edge is a is a, a 90 degree angle edge like uh beams that have all this, they're all squared there's nothing about this that's squared it's wow. right okay. so it's better imagined as two, two round trees right intersecting together so it is kind of interesting that the the depiction is always squared um which is so unnatural squares are very unnatural in in the natural world squares are very uncommon okay. right Right? So the, the roundedness, the columnar nature of it, the spherical nature of it, orbital nature of it is so much more accurate. It holds the energy better, is what we want to say.
1: Okay, then.
0: Wow. Thank da, you. Da Vinci is smiling, by the way. He's like, I tried. I tried by putting that ball, you know, the the image of the, the ball, but still they thought of it as flat. They still thought of it as a circle. And not an orb, and he's like, I tried. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, with his okay. you know image of man or whatever that he that he did. Um, yeah. And now I'm sort of, uh, I'm sort of noticing that in the temples there are so many angles, um, and they're just saying, well, I mean, what did you what? The insides, though, were curved, though. Paul, do you remember that? A lot of the inner, even in the Valley of the Kings and the Valley of the Queens, there, there were a lot of the uh, tombs, quote unquote, were angular. Uh, they were curved. They weren't. They weren't as there weren't as many angles. It's hard to build something that's a dome. It's hard. Okay. Yeah. I mean the pyramids had they had they been able to build it and it held its shape those would have been domes but a point is kind of a point a point is nice in terms of a focal um direction and receiver of energy there is there are benefits to a to a pointed um pyramidal shape yeah interesting wow
1: it is Um, yeah oh
0: my goodness uh, I I, uh, I just really love
1: this I mean thank you so much I mean
0: uh, I I love this so much I love you brother Uh, thank you I love you so much and happy holidays I love you and big hugs to you and to everyone in your community
1: Thanks so much. I love you too, Jill, and all the best of holiday season for you and your family. Thank
0: you. I received that. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Okay, Okay. take care, Jill. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye now. Bye.